Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's a chili ice cream social sitting across from me, a sickly Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's a healthy, vivacious Matt Donnelly. Oh, you didn't have to say vivacious. Well, oh. I, I wanted to let listeners know just how much you glow today. <laughs> Last week I came in from San Francisco. Yep. And I... Uh, you were wiped. I was wiped out and I was fighting a cold. Mm-hmm. And then... For the ice cream social, I was very cautious about telling you all that I'm not feeling good. I'm not right. going to touch anybody. I'm not going to. Normally, I come in, I grab everyone's balls. That's the first I thing. Grab... He grabs everyone's balls and licks everybody right in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. It open... is not a kiss. There's nothing no, sexual about it. No, it's an open it. mouth lick. That's it's all. A lick. It's kind of like a dog thing. Yeah, yeah. Very Just to much let like you know. A dog oh, kiss. oh, Matt's here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good to see you. Yep. Uh, last week, I did not do that. No. Nope. We were super cautious. We were very restrained. Then. <laughs> then. <laughs> Uh, you told me Thursday you're not feeling good. And I said, oh, geez, I hope I didn't get you sick. And in my head, I was like, I took every precaution at Ice Cream Social. And then I did not think about the bucket show, yeah. which we did the next night. Uh, the bucket I'm show. I'm still sick. You're still sick. And we were really we did a at scene each other. We did a scene with we you. Did, we did, you know, we do scene three ways. Which is where you do a scene, then you do it over in three different genres. So, so we do a scene it. four times. Mm-hmm. In that scene, I played a vampire that bit Paul's neck for the button every time. So I literally just breathed right on your neck. Uh-huh. Uh, three, four different times. Four like times the in closest a row, proximity the possible. Close proximity, right there in the. Everybody knows you catch a cold right through the neck. Oh man! <laughs> also explains that hickey. Yep. Yeah, well, that's just, yeah, that's every Wednesday. Well, there's to be fair, there are a lot of people sick in town. It yeah. really is going around. So it's one of those things. And I work outside. That yeah. doesn't help me. And you hand things to people all day. I hand things to people all day. My uh, the temperature change hit really hard this week. Yeah, yeah. And so that you know. <laughs> we say that it's like it sounded like fifty degrees here. In well, Las it Vegas, was. It was is, a it was a thirty degree shift in a yes, day. That's that's significant. That's pretty, that's pretty heavy duty. I say this. We say I'm laughing because I know that right now, like Buffalo. Yeah, they're dying going, in a blizzard. Of is going the way of the woolly man. Biblical proportions. Yeah, right. We will hundreds of years from now, people will dig up Buffalo yeah. and wonder. How did this exist? What happened to Chippewa Street? Oh, my God. (laughs) Can we clone the sauce that goes on this wings 100 (laughs) years later? Can we do it? (laughs) Paleontologist. CNN was like basically lining up tributes to Buffalo. Like, listen, it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. It's going to die from snow. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be buried. And uh, that's you, it, everybody. You know it's bad when it's a montage of Buffalo and Sarah McLaughlin's over top of it. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. It's coming down. It's coming down. <laughs> I'm going to donate just 70 cents a day just to help Buffalo because <laughs> of Sarah McLaughlin. Again, again, not the animal, just the, just the city. The whole city, yeah. Yeah, the whole city. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, anyone's wondering. I'm talking about Buffalo, New York. Yeah, no, it's too late the for city. the actual Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's also, yeah. That's a done thing. They are... Um, yeah, like it was just it's just it's just uh six feet of snow. I saw uh like a high altitude picture. Yeah. Did you see that picture? No. Of just this wall of weather coming at them. Oh. Yeah. Like you can't see anything behind this this it's a snow bank. It's crazy. I just like how like what do you do? Like you I, fucking move. That's, I mean, that's well, why the, we live like, here. You can't move that fast, right? No, like, you're like right. You, the wave, the you can't move there. that fast, but you you know what's coming. If you've been there one year, you know what's coming. Because when it would snow in Jersey, 
gets bad in Jersey too, huh? It, it, it can. It can. It really doesn't get as bad as almost anywhere else because when you live next to salt water, uh, not as easy freeze point. Right? An ocean, yeah, like the ocean. It's I shouldn't say salt water. It doesn't matter what kind of water it is, but it, you know, a gigantic uh, body of water. The salt has something to do with it. Well, what it is is that like it, it keeps the temperature right. right. So like um, the temperature shift in the air, the ocean won't shift as fast mm. as the weather outside of it. And so with that thermal bo- with that co- uh, contrasting thermal body, you heard me. Uh, uh, it basically like it, we 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 would always get about six inches less snow of any other. Like major snowfall and stuff like that. So, gotcha. so it was never got that bad. But you'd still get some big snow. Yeah, once every five years in Kentucky, it would be. Yeah, we get some crazy shit. We, what I would do is we would just drive the car over to Tierney's Tavern and I would combat park, meaning I'm ready to face out because they're going to plow the parking lot, which means they're going to snow you in, and it's easier to drive forward over snow than backward. Wow! So you come in, you combat park, and we would just lock down in the bar. <laughs> we just. Sit down in the bar for eight hours. Hang tough for a while. The huh? darkest times is we would do something called the tap challenge, which means you get a beer from every tap. And uh, I don't see what's dark about that. There's about 14 taps at Jersey. It's not. It's not. It's not like you know. I think, but still, 14 beers is a stupid. We're talking of a drink. full beer, right? And we're not going anywhere, right? Like, we're, yeah, we're talking full beers, and we're not going anywhere. And uh, did you have sleeping facilities? No. No, no, no. You just sleep on a chair? Yeah. And then what happens is basically like you, you don't remember, but you walk home in the snow. Uh, oh, my God. And then and then you wake up and you're like, oh, shoot, where's my car? You're That's not safe. The and you walk back up and guess what you do? You go right back to the bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we would do what it's we a call a, cycle. a tap challenge. And then we awarded bonus points for doing shots in between rounds. <laughs> I <laughs> could tell you, I do not know. I do not know if I've ever completed a tap challenge. I just don't know. I do remember one time coming in, I worked post, it was a Saturday snowstorm, and I came to work in my regular Sunday shift, and I was hung over to shit. I mean, really, just beat up. And I trudged my way through the snow uh, to the bar. And the Sunday crowd, right, the Sunday day crowd, you know, Sunday, that was my first shift I got there. But, mm-hmm. I, but I held on to it for a long time because I really loved the Sunday crowd. It, just, it's a, it's a, it, it was like Groundhog's Day. Just the same regulars come in, get the same things, and you, and you talk and shoot the shit. And, it was, and I really enjoyed it. It was my own little Sunday brunch crew. I really liked it. And uh, I went into the Sunday shift, and I was just working the whole deal and, 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 uh, for a few hours. And then uh, one of those guys, Michael's lawyer, who would come in all the time, um, Came in and he is, uh, he said, and he said, uh, you know, I came in last night, uh, you know, during the snowstorm. I kind of snuck in here for a couple of quick ones, and, uh, <laughs> and I said, I don't, I don't remember you, you here, Mike. He's like, you, you definitely don't remember me here. <laughs> and I said, um, well, that's because I was trying to do the tap challenge. I was trying to win the tap challenge. He goes, well, you won another challenge. Do you know that? And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh shit! And he goes, uh. I can't unsee what I saw last night, Matt. He goes, you won a lap dance contest. (laughs) (laughs) Giving or receiving? Giving. Wow. Yep. To whom? I don't remember. Everyone? No. uh, uh, Apparently, there's a specific contest that broke out. I have have vague memories of this contest. All right. But the the snow, you know, eventually the crowd thins. It's only the diehards that will stay in there. Once once there's like a foot of snow, most people do try to go home. So you're basically grinding on bar flies. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All through the wee hours. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, yeah, I guess guess two girls tried to do like this lap dance contest, and I uh, said, no, 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 I'll go. 
Show you and how then, it's done, and ladies. And then instead of sitting down, I was like, no, 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 you sit down. <laughs> and uh, and I did well enough to, to to defeat these ladies. I beat them. <laughs> that's, that's the key. Competing is one thing. I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah. Winning means that I have talents that I, I, don't, I don't explore. Because you play to win, baby. Where did you, how far did you go? Did you go like full skin reveal? Oh, I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. it Nobody wants that. It was cold. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was strict uh, technique. I think it was dance moves. My, I probably uh, smothered their face in my chest. You know, you got to pull that move. That's a good move. Though. You got to do that one. Yeah, the, yeah. You get a little jiggle. You get a little. Yeah. My my snow days. I believe this was ninety four or ninety five. I can't remember which one, but this was January, Martin Luther King Day, at the University of Louisville. We got sacked. We got hit so hard. It was, uh, we already had the winter, the little bit of a break there with the holiday weekend. Yeah, yeah. But it ended up going, I believe, another full week of no classes, which is, you know, unheard of. Yeah. Colleges start no matter what, even if it's right. really shitty. This was just. Especially, yeah, especially that university, I think most people live on campus, right? Right. And Kentucky was just, or uh, yeah, Kentucky in general, Louisville was not prepared for this downfall uh, of snow. So we were stuck in the dorm. And I'm on a nerd floor. So what evolved was an epic four-day risk game. Oh, snap. It was incredible. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't every game of risk take four days? Yes, but <laughs> this is one that was actually played to completion. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, A lot yeah, of people yeah. just go, okay, fuck it. Let Ben have it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, this was straight up 16 hours a day, little pause for food breaks here and there. Yeah. Took over the whole uh, common room, and it was just risk. Now, do you, what country were you? I was yellow. You were I wasn't yellow. a country, but right, I, was, right, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. I was yellow. The, I don't even know the game. You, 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 you become an army, right, and you take over countries? Yeah, well... Don't you have a base country that you start from, or base continent? Well, you get to place armies depending on how you decide to start the game. You, okay. place, you place your army strategically across the board, yeah. and then from there, you, you attack. Okay. And it's a simple many, dice rolling game. How many countries did you lap dance? Uh, I lap danced Kamchatka. <laughs> And they loved it. They loved it. Kamchatka will never be the same. That's for oh, all man. you riskers out there. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I t- you know, like living here, people are like, do you miss the snow? And I always say, like, yes, I miss the, the first snow. The like, look of it? Yeah, like I like the energy of like, oh, shoot, it's going to snow. I like all of a sudden that, that feeling in the air. Sure. I like that everyone kind of gets a little excited. Everyone still has this like snow snow day energy that happens. My buddies in Kentucky are having their first snow days right now as we speak. Yeah, I they mean they just snow, were off school. Like I said, Tierney Tavern, we should just get a text on a snow day. We just and we just text each other snow day. And that just meant like we all went to the bar. Mm. And uh, the funniest thing was that I also when I first worked there, I also worked at a Starbucks. And for one of my house parties, I stole uh, uh, one of their blenders, and Starbucks gets like these really expensive, high-end industrial blenders. Yeah, oh. I think I think I'm past the point where they can try to press charges. I think I've seven years, right? Seven years. That's all. That. And uh, uh, we stole this, you know, total, you know, one of the badass frappuccino blender, badass yeah. industrial blenders, right? And then uh, we brought it to the party, and then you know, like a lazy person, I just didn't bring it back for a few days. Turns out, like while I wasn't working, that they they were trying to figure out what had happened, and no one thought it was probably that huge house party Matt threw, and so they found a replacement blender, and no questions were asked, and so I had myself a blender, and then I I, I told uh, Billy Tierney about it. I was like, hey, you guys want a blender for the tavern? I can bring in a blender. 
He said yes, and then every other bartender said like "fuck you," right? They're just pissed. <laughs> this this bar does not have a blender. We do not do blender drinks. And like the last thing I want to do is be stocking extra ice because there's no bar back. You're your bar back. You're the bouncer. You're the cooks. No one wants an extra fucking duty. No one wants to start making island drinks except for me. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is because you had the hand. You had and the so knack, right? The blender that I stole, I still wanted not in my place because i did still work at starbucks so i didn't want it there so the blender just got stored in the basement of tyranny's tavern and only surfaced on snow days so uh, the snow came out i would bring up the blender and i would start making every island drink that i could think of did you use the snow uh no no the oh. blender makes the snow he just used ice no yeah didn't just go out and grab hands full of snow and Funniest snow day uh, prank at the bar was this guy, Frank Gowan, found a really, really realistic looking uh, stuffed animal dog. And he, there was like a street lamp and a fire hydrant, and he put a leash on it and he would tie it to the fire hydrant. And then he'd come inside and he'd just sit there and start talking to people and then wait like five minutes in the conversation <laughs> and be like, hey, is that your dog out there? And people are like, what? And be like, I don't know. Someone in here has a dog and they just they tie it up to the fire hydrant. <laughs> and everyone go run into the window and see this dog. It had little hair. So the women's one, you could see little hair on the dog. <laughs> and they're just standing. Standing like froze. frozen. And the people are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so he'd bring them outside. And be like, I don't know. And so he'd let everyone go like, whose dog has this? And he'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. No one would say, take claim. like, all right, why don't you go outside and see if it has tags on it? And then he would stay next to them and they'd go up to the tag and he'd do the and he'd bark in their ear right when they went to grab the dog <laughs> get scared the shit out of him and then the dog would be a stuffed dog and then they'd be out in the <laughs> snow it was just a great prank it had many layers that is and that's then everyone good. agreed to replay along when when the new people came in the bar they'd do the dog is that's, that your dog that's bit? pretty good stuff it's a good bit that's pretty good stuff good the failing of the bit though is that he has to go back out in the snow too oh no no, no. He, it's worth it for the payoff it's really fun. <laughs> He's got to he's got to take you to the next level and rig up a speaker system inside the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. So yeah, so I miss the first snow. I don't miss the second snow. I certainly don't miss like the twentieth snowstorm. Oh. I don't miss the one that happens in March when you think it's over and then another blizzard hits mm-hmm. and you have to shove your driveway and your walkway again when you thought you were done. The slushiest. That is the worst. Yeah, when the when the snow's fucking brown yep. and everything dead around you. Yep. So yeah. gross. Oh no, I don't miss snow. No, 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 not a bit. I had another. Uh, I had another weird gig for everybody. Here's the thing: I got I offered this, this gig. I got offered this gig, and I took it pretty much like 50, 50 or sixty percent, strictly because everyone enjoyed my DJ Justin Bieber uh, story from our previous podcast. Mm-hmm. It was another weird costume gig, and I was like, I, I want to do it just because. I think it'll make good podcast stories. Now, it also paid a lot better than a typical costume gig. Good. Because it was a real, it was a high end gig, right? They're opening up a certain Disney store at the Fashion Show Mall here, and they wanted Shrek to be there. And for Disney, yeah, Shrek isn't Disney though. How'd that work? Wait, who is he? He's DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Was I thought it was for Disney? I don't know. I got. Well, you'll know why in a second. Why I don't know, man. You'll know why when I tell the story. Why I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Uh, they want they're, they're doing this opening. They're having Shrek at the mall. They're doing this mm-hmm. opening for the holidays. They want Shrek there, and I'm there for some store. I assume the Disney store. <laughs> uh, uh, I get there. And there's this big holiday display out where the normally the fashion show runway is there, and someone meets me there, and they usher me into the uh, the back area to get me dressed real quick. Now, um, I was coming from an alibi uh, rehearsal. I was running about uh, 15 20 minutes late. 
I've zipped myself into many a hot costume. Uh, I was not. I did not think it was going to take very long to get this going. I knew there's no makeup involved. I was just going to be getting in, zipping up. They're very clear. always a plus. Yeah, and so I thought it would take me. You know, they wanted me there like an hour and a half early. I was like, whatever. I'm running a little late. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be fine. I was wrong. This costume was sent uh, from whoever makes it themselves. I was going to say Disney, but it might not be Disney, right? It can't be Disney. It can't be. It Disney. cannot be Disney. It yeah. would be weird if it's, Disney made it. It's DreamWorks. Yeah. It's DreamWorks. SKG. Okay, good. Uh, so this, what, what is he with the the parent? Not the Paramount Parks. Because uh, I keep on Universal. That- he shows up at the Universal Parks. I think. Oh, okay. I think DreamWorks has a deal with them. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. What- I'm confused because someone busted my balls on Facebook. They're like, "Oh, and you should never be out of costume." You know, Disney would get mad, and I was like, "Fuck off." Um, uh, but, uh, I get there and this was, this was like a total industrial design monster. It looks amazing. It looks insanely good. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. In fact, they were just basically one step away from basically making it a robot anyway. Right. Which like it should have had it's like probably a, uh, the shell of an yeah. animatronic. Yeah. I mean, that's what it. It seemed that way. Like, because like this thing is ready for a robot skeleton to be put inside of it. It came in a crate the size of like a smart car. Holy smokes. Like it did not come on a hanger. And it, it was did not come. You were there to see it busted out and everything? Yeah, like, like they it was, unpacked it, it and everything right there. Out. Well, no, they unpacked it. Okay. But I saw the crate and they had unpacked it. Whoa. And uh uh uh, uh foreshadowing for how this was gonna go is they said a lot of the parts were kinda wet when we got it out, so we let it dry overnight. And I'm hoping that it's wet from cleaning. Oh, no, no. It got left out in the After weather. After the story, I'm da- I doubt it. Yeah. I don't think it's from the rain, and I don't think it's from cleaning. Mm-mm. But uh, it is just all of these pieces and the directions of how to put this costume on are two pages long. So I they want to get me going. So I quickly get get down to uh, what I'm willing to sweat a lot in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also just the first layer is just this weird... Uh, suspended harnessing that puts on all these fake leg muscles all around me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I go to put this on, I go like, oh shit, I should probably pee. Good call. This was years, years, years of doing dumbass weird gigs here in this town. Yep. I realized I should pee before I start getting this on. Good. So I get on the fucking leg thing and then there is uh, uh, a harness, not like, like, like a legit, like this fucking thing that's going to put this rod up and down my spine. Oh, it's like this geez. gigantic, and I have to strap it tight. It's like a shoulders, backpack. waist. Yeah, it's a, it's a backpack. It's like a clamped form, on backpack. Form fitting Velcro, like, strap Whoa. this fucking harness on. Mm. Get that. Then there's this gigantic fat suit out of the layer, right? Now there are arm muscles that will go over my muscles that they haven't clipped in yet, and there are hands that will go over my hands they haven't clipped in yet. By the time I am in this costume, you cannot touch one piece of me. You could not touch a piece of me if you wanted to. I'm covered head to toe. I have to, uh, I've got to put on these shoes that they, they strap the character shoes onto your feet mm-hmm. so that your shoes can't possibly fall off. And then this is where it gets weird for me. I've never had this happen before. Never. Not even close. Um, they figure out how to put the head on first. And the head has like about a dozen Velcro hook strap areas that strap it down to the harness on top of the fat suit that that before uh, the the shirt and other vest and other shit goes on. 
once this thing is on me, this thing is like the, an astronaut helmet. Like it is not it's not coming off easy. <clears throat> it's not coming off easy, and I and it is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Like I have room to look around the he- the head. What do you see through? The mouth, mm-hmm. and it's only about maybe three inches wide. Yeah, and then I can't. They have a little fan built in, a uh, little screens on top of the head, and a little fan built in to blow air on you. Now, this costume is going to get so hot that that you know NASCAR. Yeah, you know NASCAR. They take the air and it cools down to ninety degrees, and they shoot it ninety degrees directly on your face, mm-hmm. so that you feel cool, even though you're not. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen to me. But at least it's mall. fresh air. Correct. You're not breathing in a bunch of CO whatever. And no. Just psh, yeah, I'm uh, not drinking engine fumes. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but this, um, thing, this thing's got a lawnmower motor in its butt. So, but they just trapped in my head, and no one talked to me about anything really. They kind of told me, you know, I, I kind of assumed I was going to go out and wave hands or whatever, and and then all of a sudden. I uh, but no one no one told me about a schedule or, or or what was going on, and all of a sudden this head strapped on me. I can't hear really anyone talking because oh, the shit. fans on. And I can only see through three inches, and then they're just putting layers, more layers on top of me, and I'm feeling like weight on top of me. And then they're shoving things in my arms and oh, buckling I see things where this is going. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden they're just putting things on my hand, and then and then I can't move my hands because uh, they're in these gigantic like plastic casts. Yeah, they're in these Hulk hands. And I can't hear anything. I can't see anything. I can't move my hands. And they just keep yanking on stuff. They can't quite get the costume out of the outside. In the fucking cask of I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Ladondo. And I'm kind of understanding that the <laughs> boss is like, I need him out there soon. We need to get him going out here soon. And all oh, of a sudden, damn. I get anxiety. Yeah. Head to toe like I've never had. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel like I have. I'm, am I going to flip out? Am I going to start fucking screaming? Am I going to start fucking like, do I have to quit? I can't quit. A bunch of press is coming. I'm being yeah. paid good money. This is not typical costume money. This is good, good money. This yeah. is good. This is good money. I'm not gonna fuck. I can't fuck this up. There's no one else who's gonna wear this. I'm, no. You know, I'm six one. I'm a big You're guy. In. It's I'm time wearing to go. this. There's like no no smaller person, no no thinner person could wear this costume. No. And uh, it's gonna be time to go. And I finally just go like, uh, I need you to, I need you to pull off the head. And they're like, what? And I was like, please, please pull off the head. And all of a sudden, there's like a, a four-person effort to get this going. And the worst part is, is that they've all assembled this costume for the first time. So they don't know. They don't know how to get it off quickly. Yeah. And so then I'm feeling like four it's people on me yanking anxiety. on me. And they don't know how to get it off. Oh. And I'm thinking they don't know how to get this head off. I'm stuck in Shrek forever. And I'm stuck in the Shrek thing. And like, <laughs> I didn't like, everything was happening so fast. And this gig was going to go for like four hours. And I was like, am I not going to be able to like... I'm starting to think things like, "What if something happens to my kid?" Some text, and I can't, I can't fucking look at my phone. I can't yeah. communicate with my wife. I can't communicate with oh, my babysitter. No. I can't, and I'm going, and I'm really about to lose it. Yeah, and they finally yank the head off, and it really feels like the end of Apollo 13. Like they open the hatch, and I'm looking out, uh, and I thought I was going to die, and I'm breathing, and I just was like, uh, they turn it off, and they're like, "You okay?" And I'm like sweating already, and I'm feeling like white as a ghost, and I was like, um, "We need to, uh, we need to communicate real quick." <laughs> and I had a handler. I had two handlers assigned from my agency. There's there's a company I was working for. I had two people in the room, and then I had two people who were actually handlers assigned to me. So this is not this is no knock on on the people who hired me. Everybody was and everyone's trying to do it. And, and and I came in late, and they wanted me. They wanted Shrek. Everyone's at the mall to see Shrek. So yeah. I get all of that, you know. Yeah. And I just was like, how how is this gonna go? <laughs> like we're yeah, gonna what walk are we doing? you. Yeah. They told me like where they're gonna walk me, where I'm gonna go, how long I'm gonna be out there, then how I'm gonna come off the floor for a break, then when I'm gonna go out, when I'm gonna come back. Good. And I was like, okay, good. And I was like, and I said, uh, 
I said, how hard is it to get the hands off of this costume? And they're, like, they're like, not hard. And I said, okay. As soon as we can on a break, you're going to get this head off of me. And as soon as the head is off me, you're going to get these hands off me. And that's going to happen every time. And they said, we're cool with that. I said, great. And I said, right now, what's going to happen is you're going to strap this head back on me. Yeah. And then we're going to walk down there to the elevator. And then I'm going to be out on the floor and be waving to people for a half hour. They're like, yeah. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> so ready i, I now did. know what's going on yeah i now know what's going on I can do it. like and then, then like and, I, and they strap it back on and i literally still feel like really kind of weird yeah. and i really can't like again like I'm, the, the movement of this like i couldn't i'm gonna i posted pictures on my twitter account if you go to at sweet ad you'll see that I, I posted it for fun you can see that i'm in the stretch outfit you can see it when i'm in my uh on my break with the hands and the head off and then you can see me waving and that is as high as my arms go the only thing I can think of is like this is what happened when I saw Barry Manilow. I saw Barry Manilow at the Paris, and like I was like, I don't think you, you felt could pay like the him guy a- inside of him. I felt like I, I said, <laughs> I don't think you could pay Barry Manilow to raise his arms above his shoulders. <laughs> like everything Barry Manilow did was kind of like the arms just kind of went out by the rib cage. They just kind of flitted about, <laughs> right? That's all I can do is Shrek. I have no ability. And I was like, for a guy who's going to go to a mall and take a thousand pictures with kids, I cannot wave. I cannot see. I cannot see a kid come near me. I can't see a kid go away from me. I can't make any gesture besides Are you allowed like, to make any noise? Uh, no. It's supposed to be quiet. Yeah. I mean, I don't have... I mean, you wouldn't be able to hear it. I'd have to be very loud. Yeah. I'd do an okay Shrek. I wouldn't have done a, I would have done a donkey. passable Shrek. Yer yeah. donkey. Where's donkey? I have no vision. You know, like I can't I'm hear... I'm Shrek. Um, Where's donkey? And it was comedic. Like, it was literally like sometimes I was posing <laughs> facing the wrong direction. Oh, you were just like out of your yeah, yeah like, like, like photo whoop. time. And I'm Look just, over here, I'm Shrek. Just trying to wait like, no, yeah. So like, it was where's like, Donkey? I'm drunk, Shrek. It was so weird. That's such a good Shrek impression. Welcome to my life. No, I mean I never did uh, full fuzzies, yeah. but I know the drama of character yeah. performance. I mean, my first character performance gear. was like was really funny i played a giant broken hand for tylenol at a skate park this is true um tylenol wanted to try to get like the skater crowd and my buddy kurt bronler who's now i think he's about to have his own show on comedy central i just listened just, to his wtf it was great yeah he's, he's got he's got an interview with mark maron mm-hmm. and uh, he has his own podcast which is fucking amazing um really funny uh because the, they're really weird podcasts one uh, is called Boat Show, where you fictionally talk as a boat captain to him, and he talks as a fictional boat captain. Oh, that sounds great. That's what he gets people on, and they just pretend like they own boats. One is called like the Cat Show or something like that, where all they do is talk about pets. <laughs> and then another one is where he blindfolds his guests, and they, he drives them somewhere they've never been, and they talk while they're blindfolded, and then they reveal where they are. Those are, he does three different types of podcasts. <laughs> Those are all great ideas. And, and he just does. Yeah, he's a weird guy. And so what he had done in the it's before YouTube. What he done in the nineties is before. YouTube, he'd done this thing called Chunk and Changwin. Chunk was half chicken, half skunk. Changwin was half chicken, half penguin. And they were mortal enemies. And he did it with this guy, Matt. And they did this, in, they did this before YouTube, before the internet really had video quality stuff. Yeah. They did it strictly for live events. They would take over streets of New York and they would have people create instant rallies for both sides. And they would run Chunk and Changwin into each other, like the Brooklyn Bridge or like in a park or in the middle of like 8th Avenue. And so they they'd separately fight. set up 
Yeah. Hey, come join Chunk as he's walking along. Yeah, they'd rally for like a come mile. Join Chenguin, and then they just march. Yeah, they they'd rally people just from get blocks a, get and blocks. Gaggle and then, of people following them and for the, the payoff fun of, it. of the two mobs running into each other and realizing there was another mob also doing the same thing. The feelings of these events were unreal. I'll bet. And then they and then they expanded it. So they invented Chove, half chicken, half dove, and that was the love of their lives. And they fought over her. So they'd have three. There was half chicken, half Chabio, half Fabio. Half Fabio. So it was oh, Chabio. So he was like the love triangle. Yeah. Coming in. Oh, and my so goodness. like and so they would do all these crazy events where there's weddings and all this and other now stuff. these were these were fully costumed people fully costumed people and so like tylenol came in and was like you guys are doing the hippest thing anyone's ever seen in new york in a long time uh i mean these events were just they were written about in time out in new york and they, and they got like all kinds of crazy press it sounds fucking but they were hilarious. only live events that were not for the internet it's definitely a, a precursor to improv everywhere kind of stuff yeah mm-hmm. i mean kurt's just like that you know he he, He's he crowdfunded he crowdfunded a, a skywriting campaign for how how do I land? Uh, you know, uh, for a while he had a he had a bunch of vines where he reenacted famous movies with his dog uh, for for you know eight seconds. So he he's just always been, and I, I worked with him in Neutrino for for ten years. He just has always been a, a gifted eccentric genius yeah. comedian. Uh, he's Kristen Schaal's writing partner, and, mm-hmm. and so like they're they're amazing together, and um, so. Uh, Tylenol was like, why don't you guys do Chunk and Changwin for us at a skate park? And they're like, we don't do because they're they're true artists. They're like, we, we we will not put Chunk and Changwin under any corporate banner ever. We won't do it. They're like, but you're in luck. We'll invent two new characters for you. <laughs> broken we'll do, arm. We'll do, one was a broken arm. One was a broken arm, and the other was just a broken bone. It was just a broken bone and a broken arm, and it was for Tylenol. And so we did these. We went to skate park events, and we'd rally people around the the different ends of the park, and we'd come in, and we'd do battles. Now these were giant costumes. They weren't like um, you know, arms and leg costumes. They basically were just giant tubes of costumes that you held right. within. Yeah. And so you just kind of slashed, you know, clashed battles or whatever mm-hmm. like that. And so this is the, my intro to this was that I was going to play the broken bone hand at this Tylenol event. And Kurt, uh, you know, there was like, oh, we'll hire a handler. And Kurt goes, no, every character gets four handlers. Every character. We need four handlers at all times, especially in a skate park. And they're like, why? And so Kurt explained to me this story and, and the rules as I'm getting ready to play this broken hand, which is like, the first thing, you're going to get hit. Any child between uh, nine and 13. Uh, there's just something in their genetic code, especially boys. They see a puppet, they want to hit it in the balls. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. They just want to immediately yep. attack the balls. Like there's an animal trigger in it. There's nothing can stop them from trying. I still want to. And he goes, and in a skate park, people are also of all ages are going to want to do terrible things to these puppets once they see them. No. I was in a tent. I put on this giant broken hand. They open the curtain. I step out with my four handlers, and immediately I see a Gatorade bottle whiz by my little screen. Like, just immediately, <laughs> just immediately, yep. right? The, my handlers probably stopped about six kids from trying to kick me in the balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like, this happened so... When when we Star Trek characters walk the mean streets of King's Island... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole nother thing. Oh, I bet. It's one thing to be a Star Trek character in the realized world of Star Trek The Experience, where everything there backs your reality and right. says, hey, you can expect to see a space monster here. Yeah. And when people are only there to see Star Trek. Right. Yeah. When you're walking down the street in the middle of Oktoberfest, oh. the, you know, with the brew house section right next to you, the Viking ship going back and forth, and somebody just topped off a roller coaster, and they see an alien walking down. Yeah. Here it comes, uh, you know, uh, basketballs. The, yeah. The, the kind of prize basketballs. Oh, oh you Those got whizzed <laughs> off. I got hit with basketballs all the time. Oh, man. Uh, 
we would always find uh, gum and gum wrappers in our hair because oh. we had you know big wigs. Uh, I had we'd have pennies. We'd get I'd find pennies in my boots from people who whizzed pennies at oh, people me. just chuck and change. Yeah, people just chuck and change and shit. Craziest stuff. Who would ever chuck change at people? The other weirdest thing about the character thing. Yeah. Uh, about you know the, the the they want to attack you a lot. Yeah. But the other really fucked up thing, and this held true the basically 12 years I did this shit. Anytime a child had anything about them that they had been picked on for, yes, they would transpose that directly onto you, even as nonsensical as that seems. As in, they would, you know, look at a Ferengi. Yeah. And it's a little kid with braces. And they go, shut up, brace face. Get out of, get out of here, metal mouth. That is crazy. Kids with gla- little kids with glasses. Screw you, four eyes. You clearly do not have glasses on. But they would transpose that is their the weirdest shit. Man. They would transpose their previously uh, insulted self, the things that had been insulted at them. They would transpose it onto you know what? A different characters. In New York, uh, when I was in New York, there was a guy who got uh, notorious. Uh, he was a um, a street, you know, vagrant, a, a homeless guy. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, "Yell at me for two dollars." Right, right. He was the, he was the first guy to do this. Um, well, he had a cardboard sign said, "Go, go off me in the on balls me. for twenty bucks." Now, yeah, it was like, "Go off on me, yell at me for two, two bucks, two bucks." And he was very successful. He became very successful. People came up and yelled at him all day long. And when you first heard about that, you thought they were just coming up and being mean about homeless people or being mean to him in some way. Not at all. All they did was talk about themselves. Yep. All they did was they put up a two dollars and they yell something about their personal life at the guy. Mm-hmm. And he said that like he thought they were going to come up and, and and go off on him. He's just willing to take all the negativity that people could throw his way. And he said he was not prepared to just what he was going. It was even more exhausting. He said was that he just got constant windows into people's lives. Yeah, he saw the true suffering of humanity raw and exposed. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. It's fucked up. My best interaction. I'm trying to think if I've ever done anything like that. I've ever looked at me like, shut up, fatty. To like right. some skinny guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> it's strange. It's really weird. Oh, I guess you need more attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. My best one, I told this, I've told this a couple of times on different places, but uh, I was walking around in the museum one time where they had all the relics from Star Trek movies and stuff. Uh-huh. And this little kid came running up to me and he was just ball energy. And he's like, and I'm like, greetings, human. What is your name? Oh, my, my Klingon voice is good because I'm sick. Greetings, human. What is your name? <laughs> and he's all, blah, 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 blah. Just did one of those kind of things. Like, yeah. Well, that is a very interesting name. What does it mean? <laughs> and he goes, my butthole. My butthole in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and it was everything I could do not to lose my mind with laughter. Yeah. And his parents were right there, and they just were like, "Come on, let's just go." And just, ah! I just—that was my—that's been probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Well, I know, <laughs> I know you know the story, but I think I have to tell the scoops, which is uh, my greatest moment in theater, mm. which is also a costume gig. <laughs> and this is why, I like this gig, which I did for many days through the whole winter time for the holidays, is why I say yes to all these costume gigs that pay good money because nothing was weirder than the gig that I had, which was that it was at the Venetian. And the Venetian, uh, for years, oh, yeah. hired all of these uh, actors. And they had these, I mean, it's really extravagant costumes. And these costumes were very valuable, too. They were worth more 
These are know. the ones that create the winter wonderscape kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. There's some some kind of name for the winter thing. It's never just directly on the nose stuff. It's all kind of weird and theatrical. A lot of stilt play. A lot right. of like other, th- other. They bring in a lot of theatrical elements. There's usually a float involved. Mm-hmm. There's usually you know. It's a little uh, Cirque du Soleil meets Frozen. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this particular year, I was cast as the Snow Idol. And the snow, there's a, there's a female snow idol and a male snow idol. And the difference between these two costumes was nothing. <laughs> nothing between the difference. So, and uh, it was very androgynous. These, these costumes were very androgynous. Mm-hmm. And uh, gosh, there is a photo somewhere. I have to find a way because I know everyone's going to want to know. that. This, when I describe this costume, you're going to want to see it. It's a good costume. It's so, creepy. Look. It looks like, it looks kind of like, um, I'm trying to think exactly uh you think about the snow guy from the Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Or even the Ice King. It's yeah. sort of got that Roby vibe, but then the yeah. head is sort of like an old school gladiator mask. Yes. Elongated. Yes. Like an elongated gladiator mask. Yeah. So I had basically like a huge giant white frock mm-hmm. on that I could like almost trip on if I walked on right. properly, right? Yeah. I personally bought these pointy white theatrical but shoes. you're all in very white. clap you had to be all in white so i'd be i mean a big white uh thing and then they, they, they had lights that turned on the lights within the costume that turned on these leds that turned on mm-hmm. and then they also had like little trim there's a little color i think i literally think that the, the female had silver trim and the male had gold trim oh wow uh but so i had to be this big frock then i had the, the big you know the it was vegas so i had a big puffy um weird clown collar right so this yes. big white frock then a big Big regal collar that surrounded my neck. Yeah, uh, what is it? The, the William Shakespeare looking yeah. thing. Crazy. Then I had a giant moon mask. It was a high quality mask. It was a gigantic yeah. moon mask that was probably like three feet long. And stretched out really my face long. Was in the middle. But really, really good weird. Half looking. moon, like Jack the Knife type. Moon Mac, mask. The Knight. Mac the Knight. Mac the Knight. Mac the Knight. Mac tonight. Mac tonight yeah, the, from, McDonald's. from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Mac tonight. <laughs> I thought I was making a good reference. I was making a really uh, dumb reference. No, you're okay. right. Jack the knife was the song song that he parodied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Mac tonight? Big moon face, and then uh, that wasn't enough. I had these big dainty white gloves. Oh. Then they put this giant like bishop hat on top of the mask. Holy shit! And then that had a big snowflake on it. And then above that bishop hat was a gigantic veil that came down around my entire backside. This is really androge. Really weird. People didn't know what to make of it. Ziggy played the snow. And I wore this costume probably like 40 times. Mm-hmm. Right? I just, 40, and, and it's, it's six hour shifts. You walk around, all you do, and you can't talk. You just wave and, and take pictures with, with uh, mainly Asian women. And then, um, <laughs> do they, did they say kawaii all the time to you? Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they always do the peace sign, mm-hmm. right? And then they, uh, uh, they giggle. Yep, and then they hold on to you like you are not a human, but a but a piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Yeah, that's it. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. And so now uh, there are a lot of other weird costumes in this thing, this winter in Venice celebration. Uh, uh, and and a lot of the girls wore like tight, and a lot of girls wore like these beautiful tight outfits as well. They're kind of like pixie-ish girls, you yeah. know, around, and they're in these really beautiful, mm-hmm. but like you know. Talk slower. Yeah, go ahead. And, then, uh, <laughs> and it's cold outside. Oh, it's man. so fucking cold. You cut diamonds. So the thing is, it got colder. You would go. We go onto the bridge of the of the Venetian Casino, and uh, did you ever ride in the in the float in the in the things? 
No, no, no. You, no. Didn't, you didn't ride up down the down. And there. another campaign, I actually drove the float. I well, not even the, not the float. The, oh, the, oh, the, the gondolas. The gondolas. Did you, did you ride on the gondolas? They no, didn't have the characters on the gondolas. They, they did have characters on the gondolas for the opening did. and the closing oh, okay. of it, but they but we, we we I didn't. They wouldn't trust me that. They did eventually trust me with the gigantic kite on stage where I had to do my own solo, um, kind of like giant kite waving and then ribbon dancing. They How'd that like, go? Uh, uh, I got notes. I got notes. <laughs> I got notes. They're basically like throwing it at the last second. They're like, shit, who has enough? Who? They're basically like, you have an improv background, so you don't give a shit trying this, right? I was like, no, like, we're going to try to get you to do this ribbon thing in like f- five minutes because uh, the casino people want it and it's happening now. Um, so I had to do a lot of ribbon action. That's where I found out that when you wear a big frock, that you can't just walk upstairs. You have to lift up and walk upstairs. Oh, buddy. I walked right into my own chest. Went, like I walked upstairs <laughs> and then suddenly I was at the top of my costume and I couldn't move. <laughs> They're like, why were you late for your cue? I was like, I was stuck inside my costume at the top of the stairs. Um, You're like two feet tall by the time you get to the Everyone listening is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I don't I know. I get it. So That's ridiculous. So so when it's cold out, they sent me and a bunch of pixie girls out on the, on the, out on the, the bridge. Not a lot of people out when it was cold. This is the outside before area. Before the sun came in. Yeah, and the parade's not up for another half hour, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You just go out and you just, you just, it's the general in-between parade stuff. You just go out and take a few photos and, and make nice and wave at people. And uh, there is this fucking hillbilly drunk. I mean, this guy has a red beard to his chest. He's holding what is like an 80-ounce Bud Light. I mean, he is holding like a fucking 40 or something. I don't think he is drunk as all hell. And he is so skeezy and horny that the girls in their pixie outfits can feel him before they see him. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Like, they just know something terrible is behind me, and they look, and here comes just a fucking uh, crazy-eyed fucking good old boy. Just fucking, um, you know, and he starts trying to put his hands on them. Oh, no. So he's trying to, like, he, there's, he doesn't have a camera. He doesn't even have an excuse to, like, get near them for a photo. He just is like, I see people in costumes. I should attack them. Now he's back in his twelve-year-old boy phase. Of of course, and and as we discussed in other pod, other podcasts, that uh, the white men hate costumes. White men hate. I think if there's a word that like genetically just spurs some hetero dude, I think the word pageantry would like spur a straight white dude into fisticuffs. You know what? I think it's unless you've done it. Oh, of course, or it's been unless around you've it. Done it. Yes, and then you love it. Right. I fucking love it. Yeah. Now when I see and it also on the trip, like, I, I have so much respect and empathy for these people. The biggest mistake, even when I post the pictures of Shrek, the biggest mistake people make is that this is a shitty job. Like, poor you. You want to be an actor and look at you suffering. And once yeah. again, <laughs> these are things that are like, no, this is a good gig. I auditioned yeah. for the gig. I was psyched to get it. It gave me a lot of work for many days. Right. It paid well. I had breaks. This is the life. This is, this is what I want to do. Um, and so uh, this guy is sexually harassing all these girls. And he's looking around, he's looking around, and I'm just standing by myself on the bridge, and he gives this crazy-eyed look to me in my moon mask. And I give a little, like, presenting, a little, a little curtsy, a little presenting of myself to him. So I want him away from the girls I work with ASAP. And I want to take this on. You're diving on this grenade. Yeah, I'm jumping on this grenade. And he starts walking towards me all excited with fucking smiling ear to ear. And he comes right up to me, and he goes, uh, Hey, you a girl in there? And again, I give a little curtsy, and I give a big head nod. Yes. <laughs> goes, Can I have a hug? I give a little, well, of course, flitty hand, and a big head nod. Yes. And he grabs a hold of me, real tight, 
And he slides his hand down my back. And he grabs a fucking handful of my ass. Like a big fucking wow. skeezy, big old hand of my ass. And I casually just grab the side of my mask and let my red fucking beard come out. And I just look at him with one eye out of the side of my mask. And I just go, I'm a dude. This guy shot back like he was tasered. <laughs> this guy fucking fell back. <laughs> like he was shot. Yeah. <laughs> and he yelled the word faggot like he was being paid a million dollars each time. <laughs> he just starts calling me faggot and just pointing at me and be like this oh, guy shit. attacked me this fucking faggot fucking faggot attacked me just screaming that i attacked him <laughs> making such a scene and i keep and all i i actually uh I've, i should have let it go but i just keep like waving like where are you going yeah. like i just kind of keep going Come towards back. him like hey and i kind of give him the wave and i'm going back to my flitty most feminine walk i could possibly do and i'm trying to wave him back towards me he is uh, surrounded by three security guards and escorted off the premises. Hooray. And it was the greatest moment of theater I've ever had in my life. It's pretty great. It was the best. So long, jerky. <laughs> All right. I think that's about as much costuming talk as we can get into, huh? It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I got one more anecdote if you got time for it Let's real quick. It. Yeah, yeah. So the Kings Island crew, this was before my time. But and they for used, everyone listening, Kings Island is in Ohio, uh-huh. and very close by, there's uh, a big, uh, what is it? Oh, shit. I forget the name of the the plant, but it's a big jet plant. I should know this. It's one of the big, I can't it's remember. It's Lockheed Martin. Yes, it? yes, it is. It's yeah. Lockheed Martin. So they, uh, I'm a little impressed that I knew that. They do a big. That is the manliest thing said on this podcast so far. They do a <laughs> big deal with renting out. They rent out the park. <laughs> so far. <laughs> So far, I have won a lap dance contest and seduced a man. <laughs> and Lockheed Martin comes to the rescue. <laughs> they would rent out part of the park uh, for their employees every year. Uh-huh. And so they made a big deal about it's employee day coming up. You know, guys, don't forget, bring your families. There's going to be a big picnic at the park and all this stuff. They would bring in costume characters to promote the upcoming Kings Island Day for the Lockheed Martin employees. Yeah. So we'd go to the Lockheed Martin uh, factory. And get toured around the factory in co- costume and just a kind of reminder. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, come exactly. out to the, yeah, you know. yeah. And they went all out this year. I went. They they got these golf carts and they even made signs with our character names on them. Whoa. So like I had a golf cart for Lieutenant Volha. I was driving around. Like, <laughs> had a little personal escort and that kind of thing. We had a great little time with that. That was fine. But the year, a couple years before that, they would take some of the Hanna-Barbera characters, the full fuzzies. Yeah. Right. And they're in the Lockheed Martin facility, right? Yeah. This is a big industrial factory. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Cavernous. Cavernous and dangerous, right? Sure. I mean, it's... Yeah, they yeah. make g- gigantic uh, planes and shit like that, right? So, and robots and... So they got these characters with their handlers. How ignorant am I? Planes and robots is my point. Well, no, robots but is what do. it is now. I remember Lockheed Martin would make all, win all the robot contests back when there was robot yep. battles all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know they make a bunch of other. Now it's all stuff. drones, dude. Yeah. That's all they build with drones. So lots, they, of, lots of jet engines, that kind of thing. Oh, they had cons- like a shortage, right? There's a shortage of drones. Is there? That's what I heard today. I can't in the news. believe that. We're fighting. We're literally fighting too many wars. We literally are in too many yeah, places. I mean, I, I have plenty of drones. 
All right. Well, uh, help, help the country out. Do your fucking part, Jacob. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So Hanna Barbera. No, so, so the Hanna Barbera character. So like Scooby Doo and uh, uh, the Jetsons and uh, the Flintstones and all that kind of thing. And there's a Captain Caveman outfit, all right? This Captain Caveman outfit is essentially a ton of bicycle streamers, Uh huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make him woolly. Yeah. Well, he's there, and they're in this area, and there's this giant industrial fan <laughs> <laughs> just going full bore. <laughs> and Captain Caveman backs into the industrial fan, and the the little yeah, his costume starts to get brrr, and so you know very quickly his handler's like cavey and you have to yank him out of an industrial fan. So costume work can be fucking dangerous, man. <laughs> you can be fucking dangerous. This was this was a war story from my buddy Charlie from that the years is, before. He almost die in the fan. I mean, how do you how do you go to that funeral, right? Right. Like, how does everybody <laughs> sit there and be like, he was dressed like Captain Caveman, got sucked into an industrial <laughs> fan, He's fucking died. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. He died doing what he loved, being sucked into a giant industrial fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Screaming, screaming for his life in front of a fan. Uh-huh. What if he screamed? Did it sound like Vader? You know, you get behind a fan and you sound like Darth Vader. Yeah. Help blood. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he backed into it. So and I think he backed into the back of it, you know what I mean? Right, so yeah, like yeah. it was suck because it, it would have it would have blown him out. It would yeah. yeah. He but, still has grill marks all up his back. And oh his yeah, butt oh yeah. He's a mess. He's a fucking mess. <laughs> you Real know, like, uh, and a, a story for another time. But like, if you ever actually think you're gonna die or something like that, like, and you have like a loved one, like you have to come home and like tell them, like, like you have to be like, hey, I, I almost died today. You know, like you have to like, so like <laughs> you're out on the fucking Captain Caveman gig, honey. How was your day? Ah, I almost died. I almost died being Captain Caveman for Lockheed mm-hmm. Martin. It's pretty bad. Trying to pimp out Kings Island. Yeah, I had to have that. Sto- I had to have that conversation this week. This week you almost died. Yeah, I, I, I fell off uh, the balcony rail. I've been I've been building a new show with the wind right now. Yeah, and uh, I I fell off a balcony rail and my uh, my harness caught me. Mm. So I, did, I didn't quite. Fa- I didn't fall all the way off, but I, I still. Fell and, but yeah, the, the harness, the harness, the harness, the harness You'd be tell me about yep, this. There was a thirty-five foot drop. Oh fuck! Yep, that's why you wear the harness. Right, but then, like, so, so, what, uh, what did you do? Like, was there a mistake? Was there a mistake made in your part? It just was happenstance. Nope, just fell. Just, uh, you know, I was in a very small area, very, very little, little space that I was standing in, and just kind of got tangled up in my own feet and went down. Were you uh, cool with the harness, or was there a moment of like, fuck? And oh no, the there's definitely a moment of fuck. <laughs> Oh, that moment is there. That is a real just moment. Hoping the, just hoping the, the harness is there, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because oh, I had it kind of looped around so that hopefully I wouldn't fall off the small shelf that I was on. Were you in and charge it, of the secured end of your harness? Well, do you mean had I secured it? Yes. Yes, yes, I had. Okay. Because that's different. Like, when someone else is in charge, too, then you go, fuck, and you just, there's one person's name popping into your, right. oh, man, fucking. I hope Donnelly tied this off good. Shit, he didn't. Penn has, like, a circus horror story about that, you know. Of, a, of knowing the guy who's in charge of securing some other guy's shit oh, and, it, no. and it not going. Um, but uh, I would do no justice telling it. But um, uh, so so at least at least there's the name going through your brain is your own. Right. You're just picturing how you secure your harness. As the you're entire going, situation, no one to blame, good or bad, but me. How long between the time you go shit to the time the harness catches? Uh, 
less than a quarter of a second. But it and feels it, like 10 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how long did it feel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. I might still be falling. I'm not sure. Because, I mean, I didn't fall off the ledge. I just, like, I kind of fell down to my knees and kind of on, on the side of my butt. And I had the, the harness strap looped around the rail a few times so that hopefully I wouldn't fall all the way off, which that ended up working. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So scary. You were twice there for the dumbest version of you. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. No fun. Um, we should probably get into some scoop mail. Let's Love do it. it. Message for you, son. All right. We got one here from Lauren. Love the birdie song. It's more obnoxious, first part quiet and sweet, then second as loud as possible. Oh, that's Paul's camp song. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Great to make the non-morning campers' heads explode. I have a camp song or two that I could share. These are the ones that I wrote down after camp one summer. These were trash talk songs sung by each group, each camp group in the morning to show spirit. Awards would be won for best performances. I like spirit means talking shit to other people. Yep. That's what camp teaches you. I like that. Yep. So we got the Tall Timbers Unit song. It's uh, sung to Carson's Rolling Along. Over hill, over dale, you can... Uh, hill tall timbers wail we're the greatest unit around when the flag's up high you can hear us sigh we will never be defeat we owe you go you will always know I, guess, I think that means where air you go yeah. um, we're the greatest unit around yeehaw we're the greatest unit around shout out to the camp to camp Mariah Pratt GSA camp Torrington Connecticut now long gone to make way for lakefront McMansions, I assume. Campers, I'd like. Are to... you assuming? Because here's the thing: if you're just assuming, you're being roped into the plot of, I believe, meatballs, right? <laughs> was that what was happening? Was that yeah, camp going to get torn down for... For, for for lakes? And then like a thousand B movies, a thousand movies where girls like skinny dip and then shower, and then boys look in through the window. The, that's the plot of like every one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. So if you're just assuming that, like, do your research because you shouldn't just <laughs> assume just because you camp's close enough because people just stop going to them and they have no plans for the land. People just don't want to. People just don't want to like uh, drink bug juice and like you know sit in the woods anymore. Well, it's overrun with weevils. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Could be termites. It yeah. could be Ebola. You don't know <laughs> what's in that park. The bug juice. Otherwise, but uh, yeah, go, go ahead. I mean. Uh, I'd like to request Paul to improv his own camp song about a nerd camp. He would begin with sessions on collecting sweet Star Wars memorabilia. With no Paul Jr. or Paulettes, who will pass on his knowledge? Fuck you in the face, Lauren. You're right, Lauren. It is a sad day when you realize this is where the Mattingly gene pool stops for me. <laughs> now, my, my brother just had a, a, a beautiful baby girl, so uh, I have, I'm an uncle now. So and and by his decree, basically, and my own, it is my job to get her into comic books and teach her how to swear. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I've got my little uh, my little niece Eve. Uh, I will I will teach her well in the ways of the force. Okay, we're not going to make you make up a camp song right now. I don't yeah, Paul. You're, Paul's hurting. Paul's, well, I could do a light do one. one. I'll do a light. We'll one. do a nice, fluffy light camp. This would song. be this would be a camp song for a nerd camp. Nerd camp. It should be the same kind of thing of like we're talking shit about the other groups or we're the best. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You want some music or you want to sure. do it? Oh, I thought you were going to do it camp style. With no we music. all pause for music, Jake. Yeah, I, I see that. awkward pause. Just, <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
We're true Boba Fett. We are the best. We will kick you in the Sarlacc nest. Don't try to stop us because you won't be able to get past our force power. Blount. Blount is the Jawa word for shut up. And in your fucking face, we will spit in your cup. Yay. <laughs> the kip has no pride. No, the kip has no pride. <laughs> Fucked up one. That was really. They, uh, you did about as well as nerds do in competitive environments. Yeah, yeah. So that made sense in a way. Um, kicking someone in the nest. That feels like you're in kicking the a female nest. person in the in the crotch. <laughs> well, in the sarlacc nest, in the balls, but you say kick them in the nest. In the sarlacc nest would be more like their butthole. Yeah. Ah, uh, good. We got one here from, from now on. We're going to say Sarlacc Nest. We have a past podcast. We refer to the nest as the, the yeah. Worst we did word talk about the, nest for yeah. the word. It is a gross word. It is a gross word. It makes people cringe. It, yeah. I say it to my wife. She says, "Shut the fuck up." I won't even say it to my wife. <laughs> she, I won't even do she it. She gets angry. She's like, "Shut up." I, I, keep that. She's like, "Keep that shit out of our bedroom." I'd be at a seagull suite so fast. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. It's like, mm, what about that nest? Oh! <laughs> See, it's the worst. I just got so hard. We just lost. Well, you got hard, but we lost every female listener. <laughs> All the women out there are like, nope, no. <laughs> nest. Next mail. <laughs> From Tyler. Did you say nest mail? Next mail. <laughs> How about that nest mail? Ooh, that nest. <laughs> From Tyler. Dear so-called showbiz guys, how could you forget the brilliance that is Oklahoma the musical? Oklahoma is the state song of Oklahoma. I have said Oklahoma so many times in this email right now. It's amazing. And none of us forgot that Oklahoma was the state song. We knew it was. And none of us uh, forgot about the musical. Have you seen that wonderful sketch called Wedgie Fever? On old SNL with John Lovitz. And if you get an answer wrong, they crank your underwear one more. (laughs) It's hooked to a big hook. And they give you an increasingly hard wedgie. And John Lovitz is obsessed with getting the pleasure of the pain of the the terrible wedgie. wedgie, So he answers Oklahoma to every question, but then eventually gets it right accidentally. Oh, Oh, I love that fucking sketch. sketch. Oklahoma! Um... I need people to understand the specificity of my argument for state songs. I believe Kentucky is the best one because when you hear the song, I believe you, when you, as soon as you hear it, you are thinking of Kentucky, the state. The, the One of the key factors, yeah. it says the name of the state within Correct. like five words. Right, and Oklahoma does the same also. But when I hear mm-hmm. the Oklahoma song, I think of the musical and yes. not the state. You just got that image of uh, Curly I, in your head. And it, for Yankee Doodle, uh, for for uh, for Connecticut, when I hear Yankee Doodle, I'm thinking, oh, Connecticut, the state. No way. So that, that is my specific argument. But I'm just answering this person's unfair criticism of us right <laughs> off the top. In my international travels, people across the globe know that stupid song. I That's find true. it hard to believe that any state song is more widely known. Love the show. Keep it up. P.S. When are you going to have Pin on the show? Listening to him interact with Paul would be gold. Love the show. Scoop. There it is. Uh, if we there had, it is. If we had Pen on Ice Cream Social, I think the world would just implode. Right? Like, that's that's crossing the streams, man. I, I would say this. <laughs> there, we, we are actually on 
Talking as a member of Penn Sunday School, we are trying to get Paul on as a guest, and we were supposed to, actually, a few weeks ago. But um, if you listen to the last episode of Penn Sunday School, he talked about how he ended up in the hospital, and you can go there and check that out. Um, Penn has never really dug into Paul, so I understand that interview direction, right? Having Penn on here, like, I already interview Penn every Sunday for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, what would I do differently if I had him Well, on that's here. just it. We'd have to come up with some kind of interesting format. Yeah, we'd, we'd have, have to do, do a something. game show, make him part of a of a of like a dating game sketch yeah. that we do. Get him into our improv world a little bit, which he, you know, I do believe he'd do it. I, do I know he would. He said, "Hey, especially like you know, like we're coming up on a hundred episodes." I yeah, think if, if I was like, hey, for the 100th like that, episode, 100, whatever. 150, whatever. But uh, I leave, yeah, Paul, come up with some stuff. No, we should I've, come I've, up with a bit. Yeah. yeah. We'll come up with some bits, uh, a way to have a pen be a very special thing for him to be on. Yeah. Because yeah. that's we can do. I would have to figure that Cause out. Because you're right. It's straight up crossing the streams, man. And right now, if his manager, Glenn, is listening, he's like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. A million years. Um, we got a message here from Betty Scoop. Betty Scoop, dear that's Matt. a good name. She's got it a is. huge head. That's, that's an automatic. Uh, that'll get you automatically on the scoop mail. It's yep. a good scoop. Mail. I like it. Uh, dear Matt, Paul, and that sound guy that needs to be put in his place. Oh, Whoa, Betty I love scoop. Betty. I don't like right Betty now. Scoop. <laughs> hey guys, I am a serious scoop, nay a double scoop. Whoa, I might even be a triple scoop, that's but I don't want rules. to unintentionally lie to you. Holy shit. Anyway, I know Paul has a problem with Indiana, and I don't entirely blame him. (laughs) However, I'm wondering if he did, in fact, attend the same subpar Southern Indiana University that I did. Judging by his uh, consention, it is entirely possible. Oh, when you Uh, used the word consention last last week, you said consension. For what? Instead of consent. Oh, yeah, consention. That's right. Consension consention is the word. Consension, yeah. I came up with a fucking word. Yeah. So did you go to a subpar Southern Indiana University? I will say this. I did find myself on the receiving end of some consention at Ball State. (laughs) That was a good time. (laughs) 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 One of my few (laughs) romantic uh, (laughs) OVs. Yeah. In college? I was out of college, but I went to Ball State. Oh, you went to visit Ball State. Yes. I thought you were using a euphemism for that you, you took someone's balls in your mouth. But no. But you're just telling an actual story. I dated a gal at Ball State. Okay. Uh, more than one. Is this a one-time thing? No, we saw each other for a little bit. She actually came out to Vegas and oh. hung out with me once or twice, too. Oh. She was a cool chick. Yeah. She was way into Star Trek. Rare. It was rare. It was pretty great for a little while. And then okay. there you go. Then the consension became. The consention went away. <laughs> Dude, I was a Klingon. She was a Trill. It was never going to fucking work. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Klingons and whatever the other thing you said can never get along. But let's make light of this slip up and make it a portmanteau, a word devi- d- derived from two existing words that has a new meaning. I'd like to think of consension as, one, permission to be in in an angry mood, and two, the art of focusing while in detention. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Consention. I like it. (laughs) Have fun with that. I'm sure there are way more interesting and fun potential definitions that your minds can conjure up. 
Meanwhile, the subpar university that I, parentheses and possibly Paul, close parentheses, attended was one of the few existing community colleges that had a campus with dorms. That's right. Not only could anyone get in, but it was difficult to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I spent the majority of my college experience running shotgun with my friend to buy and sell pot and having less than satisfactory sex with my second boyfriend ever, who I still think might just be gay. I was on par with most of the students. Mostly because he would sing show tunes uh, in her ear while they humped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Uh, ooh, that nift. Rather than fuck, why don't we Why don't we just dry hump? And here, stick this pipe in your pants. Let's dry hump. God damn it. Stick this, stick this roll stick. of quarters in your pocket. Let's dry hump. What? Are you going to do for the musical? Me too. What yeah. role? Me too. Girl, do not wax that upper lip. <laughs> do not wax it. Let it grow. Let it grow. Let it what grow. What is the purpose of having dorms at a community college? I, uh, uh, rape. <laughs> as long uh, as there's a purpose. No, I, I don't know. Uh, that's crazy. Um, no, I, I University of Louisville was where I attended. Yes. For two and a half semesters. Or two, no. Giant community college? No. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five semesters. I went yeah. Two and a half years. I went. What else Betty got? A very good friend of mine from college, uh, one of the few people I've stayed in contact with, once said that anyone can get into this school as long as they have a face. Even a face didn't turn out to be a requirement. The year after I left campus, a student enrolled who also happened to be an obvious burn victim uh, these burns were so severe that this man was left with almost no recognizable facial features. Oh. What an odd inclusion into your email, Betty Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> no face, but ooh, that nath. <laughs> I got to get that burn victim story in there. How do I do it? <laughs> I think a college who changes its slogan to, you don't even need a face, would do wonders for self-esteem. Thanks for being funny, guys. Jacob, I know your name. I just wanted to fluff up Matt and Paul's respective egos, <laughs> as it sounds like they have each gotten a little down about not being able to dress like a skinny hipster. You're right, <laughs> Betty. You, Jacob, are magical. That's absolutely correct, Betty. And then you turning around that praise at the end. Such uh, venom from I don't your head. I don't need your fucking sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll shove your faceless email inside your own <laughs> set of skinny jeans. So <laughs> they could have the, the whole... Uh, Billy Idol Eyes Without a Face be there uh, school song. <laughs> I'm going to take it to I think we're, I think the Bucket Show we should take that up. Come on out to the Bucket Show. You don't even need a face. Yeah. Ooh. You don't even need a face. Yeah. Decorative scarves be damned and figgity fuck you in your fourth degree burn face. <laughs> From Betty Scoop. <laughs> Betty, you you have to chill with the burn stuff. <laughs> Betty, Betty uh, writing, anonymous, not healthy. writing anonymously into a podcast is probably your only outlet for, for getting a all your burn victims. I got shit a feeling Betty's Betty's got that Bernadette Peters movie with Bernadette. That. No, Bernadette. no. Do you, do you see it? That one with her when she's got the kid David and he's got he gets burned up. Oh, by his dad. I watched that as a kid. Right, it was terrible as a kid. You're like, oh, jeez. I actually, uh, and it I, was weird that Bernadette Peters was the star of the burn movie. I that is they're, they're, they're like it's a layup. <laughs> um, <laughs> burned to death, Peters in. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, the crazy dad burned him, right? Yep. In the hotel room. You got it. And they had to keep explaining, like, David, it's not your fault. Right. He's like, what did I do wrong? Oh, my God. Man, they just fucking gut you with those TV right? movies, they right? They did. Yeah. I um, Right for the jugular. I went to a, I went to school with a, a fella uh, who, who who I knew uh, before he became a burn victim. 
and he, he had burned himself. He and his buddies were in a three-person band, and they decided to experiment with their own pyrotechnics, and, they, and, they re, and he burned himself up pretty bad. Ooh. Yeah, and they thought he was going to die, and uh, he did not. And it took him... He was out of school for about... like So I, I knew him in eighth grade, and... Uh, I, he actually was in the hospital. They came. He came out of the hospital just to graduate eighth grade, and then went back to the hospital. Um, and that was crazy emotional. Oh, was crazy bad. emotional. And um, then we then he came back to into my life as a sophomore in high school. He was gone all freshman year. Yes. And so uh, he was. He was. A, he was a friend of mine. We, we. You know. We had lunch. He was at my lunch table every day. We ate lunch together every day. And. Um, and uh, he was a, a wise ass of a kid, you know. He's a rock star. He obviously was a fucking want to be a rock star, and so he was, you know. There's no, there's not a lot of. Uh, he hated sympathy. He did not like a lot of talk. Did not, you know, whatever. He just wanted to be one of the guys. And so at lunch he was. It was cool. And then um, one of the coolest things that had happened for anyone in high school, and if you want to be a burn victim in high school, this is the way to go. Is that he basically started going to liquor stores for us. Because oh. no one, no one checks that ID. No one's gonna fucking cart a burn victim. <laughs> Good so call. He would come in and he made up his own backstory. He just started telling stories that made him sound older, and he really had his rap down. And he knew like three or four liquor stores, and then he started buying us all booze all the time. The weirdest thing happened was that he started to basically become friends with the people that he talked to all the time at liquor stores. And then uh, a, a newspaper followed up on his story from eighth grade they wanted to say how he was doing they wrote <laughs> this unbelievably gut-wrenching beautiful article in the asbury park press in new jersey about this kid and how well he was doing and how he turned it around and, and how what life is still like and the pain he still has and all this stuff and we all read this article and we all thought it was an amazing tribute to this kid and his yeah. courage and blah blah and he was just furious oh he hated it because now he could never go back to the liquor stores. Oh shit! Because they knew this whole story anymore, on him. The story was out. Oh fuck! And then, and then he was like, uh, like, and then he also lost his friends. Like he had friends at the liquor store that he had lied to for oh, all those man. years, and he couldn't go back to them and, and wow. hang out with them. So uh, half these guys really think weird. I was a nom. You son of <laughs> bitches! I like that. Yeah, there was some kind of army story. Yeah, I bet. It was really weird. involved napalm. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so uh, I would uh, I would I would also let the guy I uh, shared lunch with uh, into community college. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? We got a message here from some guy on Twitter. Hey, Jacob, I Matt, him. and sometimes Paul. Okay, now you like him. I do. <laughs> That's a, true. A scoop from episode one here. Oh, oh time traveler, the I, phantom scoop. I hope you've listened to some since then. Yeah, we've greatly improved, I think. I hope. I look back. God, I that first episode good. was so bad. I almost wanted... Like, I forget at one point. I forget like around episode 40, I wanted to go back and like label them like pre... Like pre-episode? Pre the groove? Yeah, like we would go four episodes backwards and then be nah, like, these I, are our trials. But I, think, I just... I leave it as is. So many new listeners started episode one and it makes me nervous. No, 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 no. Dude, there's All gold right. in them there, heels. Sure. We did. No, we actually... we Yeah. We got into your whole backstory. Your whole I like people meeting you. We get into your whole thing. Son, right. of, a, son of a priest and a nun. Son of a preacher man and woman. <laughs> Crossing the boundary of jock versus nerd, I was wondering what you guys think of esports and specifically the League of Legends World Championship that ended last weekend. For those who, who don't know, League of Legends is one of the most popular video games out there at the moment. It's a five versus five team game in the genre of multiplayer online battle arena the or MOBA. MOBA. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, have you ever heard of this game? 
I feel like, did you explain this to me, Paul? A little bit. We talked about the MOBAs and the big thing of League of Legends being a big one. and Because uh, uh, you named uh, names. Def- like, I asked you who the Michael Jordan Defense was. Defense of the Ancients. Uh, well, I don't have names for that league. Okay. I have names within the fighting game community. That's, That's what, what I'm thinking about, yeah. I follow the, pro- the professional fighters, the, the Street Fighter guys. Those are the ones that I enjoy. So if you're asking me as a jock versus nerd crossover as the resident jock, I have no idea. That's my Have answer. you never watched any of the tournaments? No. I, you might be intrigued, especially those. They're huge. Well, like the fighting game tournaments are, I mean. I got to tell you, I like events. Like, here's the thing. Like, I would love to do. We got to go to Evo. Yes. I want to do Ice Cream Social at, a, at, I would love to go to cons and I'd love to go to festivals. Yeah. I'd really like to set up a booth. We got to start doing that because there's a lot of day. shit that comes here. Well, there's a guy, we, we get followed by, <laughs> we have a weird, we have some anarchist followers on mm-hmm. our show Good. Who, who dig us, you know. I love it. Which is funny because you and I are, are pretty big wusses when it comes to this. And we got, someone was trying to campaign for us to go to DEF CON. Which is like you're not even supposed to walk in with your IDs on you. You can't, you know, you turn off your phones. Oh, that right. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you, you, they'll just fucking. They just, they just love grabbing your credit card information, throw it up on a screen. I said we'd have to use uh, totally different computers to record this thing. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, I literally was like, you. I'll, we I can't would love record. to do it. Yeah, we can't do it. But you have to tell me like what I need to know. Like the the, the fucking sixteen things we need to know. We'll just do it on a handheld tape recorder. To go I was gonna in, say, yeah, yeah we've, we've got stuff that we can do that. Okay, I yeah, think that'd be non-computer stuff. That'd be yeah. great fun. Um, uh, we used to get a lot of those guys coming over to Trek, of course, Yeah, every year. And uh, so I got to meet some of those uh, Cult of the Dead Cow guys. It's, it's an interesting bunch, man. It's an interesting yeah. bunch of people. They're, they're pretty cool. All right. What, what else you got for us? Uh, talking about MOBA still. Approximately 40,000 fans watched the finals live at Sangam Stadium in, Seoul, in Seoul, South Korea. No, While tens of we can't millions, even get that at American soccer games. No. While tens of millions of people watched it online. They haven't released this numbers the, the, or this year's numbers, but 32 million people watched the finals last year. Holy, Holy shit. shit. I just want to say, you would be blown away by the, the amount of people in these arenas watching these things. It's not my cup of tea. MOBA stuff, I, it, it's a little over my head. And there's a certain aggressive... Sporty kind of thing, right? There's a jock kind of vibe, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" It's weird for me. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like you know. You dig it? The competition. <laughs> I mean, like, there's there's certainly competition within the fighting game, but there's a lot more. It's one on one. It's mano a mano. It's not a team thing. It's not because the other one is a team thing. The MOBAs right. are a team thing, right? And I don't know. It's just a different vibe. It's whatever floats your boat. Yeah. I'm glad to see video games getting treated with this kind of respect. Oh, man. There's a big a roar of a stadium, like in sports, is like no other feeling. It is crazy. You you got to watch it. You get, get get yourself a Twitch account, man, so you can watch some of this shit. I am. Uh, it's on every fucking night. Um, but uh, there was a, a professional player. I don't recall his name. Uh, who just retired from playing StarCraft. And in his retirement, he is still representing companies and peripheral developers and whatnot. Like Michael Jordan and Haynes commercial. Exactly. He's going to be playing the game online about 25 to 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And next year, he is slated to make approximately $880 million. That's nuts. In endorsement revenue. But if you're talking about... If this guy does something, then then 32 million people will pay attention. It is worth that right. kind of money. That's yeah. what I mean. That's what it is. He, his channel is followed by everybody. He's got the strategies and the skills. He shows off these amazing techniques, and people want to see it. So in retiring, wow. he is going to be making crazy money. I want to be the same guy, but for knock-knock jokes. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. know the ins and outs of a knock-knock joke, 
follow me on my YouTube channel. Announce that you're retiring from Knock Knocks. I'm retiring. And then somebody's going to be like, oh, I'm only going to tell maybe like four Knock Knock jokes a week once I retire. Who's the big door knocker makers out there that can get behind us? <laughs> we want to get, we want to be endorsed by door knockers. Joe's door knockers. Here's our, our knock knock joke I'm of the listening. week. There's other knock. There's other knob makers. There's other knob knob makers. We want, <laughs> I mean, we got the knob thing down. We, <laughs> the knockers. We're knobs, all right. It's knockers. We want to be endorsed by knockers. Oh man, I'm endorsed by all the knobs and knockers in town. <laughs> I want to be endorsed by the nest. You oh. <laughs> won't let it go. Knobs and knockers and nest. That's my show. That's my new show. This knobs, knockers, it. and nest. <laughs> so the winning team in this big uh, this big stadium event took home a thousand. Uh, sorry, at one million dollars from a two point one million dollar prize pool. Here's the thing, but that's not a lot. Not when you split it like ten ways. And no, well, but well, not when you that. figure thirty two million people watch it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like boxing matches don't get thirty two million pay per views, and then they walk away with fucking forty million dollars. But shit. it's it's coming. That's what that's I'm saying. It's coming. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like right now it's very bush league. In he's a way, writing all these coming. statistics like, and then a million dollars. And I'm saying is like this is this clearly is, right. is going to go higher than that. But, it will. but, but people don't pay people correct. don't pay to watch it, right? For the most part, most of that streaming is free. There are different services that you can pay subscriptions to to get no commercials. But in the 40,000 stadium, I mean, they're making money off the pretzels, right? Oh, oh yeah. that's yeah. where it all is. So it's the pretzels and the and the um, the body pillows, the full anime, <laughs> the full anime girl body pillows. It's actually just twenty thousand people with twenty thousand anime body pillows. <laughs> yeah. That's where the money is. That's the which really made the stadium soft, right? That's the so sweetest. It plum. seemed like it was forty thousand. Yeah. It was actually just twenty thousand, and then the pills absorb the all the sound. Mm-hmm. So it just really was like this. <laughs> I know Paul is a big fan of Twitch TV. Does he play or watch any League of Legends? I just said this, no. Yep. This is slowly turning into a geek shock email. Keep going. <laughs> it's true. Uh, one interesting thing about esports is that the players rarely use their real names within the game, preferring to use a, nick- a nickname. Even the broadcasters and interviews nearly always refer to players by their nickname. Yep. Here are some of my favorites from the 2014 World Championship. Get ready for some crazy shit. Okay. Uh, notably, a lot of the Asian players like to use common English words as their nicknames. Great. I'm just going to read a couple of these because he sent a lot. Okay. Uh, so we got uh, some Korean nicknames. We have Acorn, Imp, Deft, Gorilla. Uh, we have some Acorn. Chinese. Yep. That's a weird one in terms of like if it's jocular, right? If it's like sports-like, it's like, yeah, I'm the fucking Acorn, bitch. Right. Yeah, you. I may look small, but if you plant me, I'm going to grow into a big oak, motherfucker. But you know what's great? You've hit on exactly what it's about. The cool thing is, you've, they've got all these kind of wild handles that they use in the fighting game community too. Yeah, and even even the commentators have their weird handles. But the commentators, that's part of the fun, is they use these. Oh, they're handles. trying to pun on it. Yeah, they do all these wild puns. They're like, "Oh, Acorn oh. just planted a tree in his ass," or you know, "Oh man," or Acorn Acorn really busted a nut on that guy, and that kind of thing. It, it's pretty fun. Oh, good. Uh, we got some good Chinese. Ones. We got some Chinese ones here. We got cola, Uzi, corn. Uh, Loveling and BB. Loveling, is that an American word? Uh, sure. Oh, name the first three again. Oh, I don't know which ones I said. Uh, cola. Corn, uh, cola, Uzi. Cola, Uzi, and Corn. Those are all great names. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in all that. I'm rooting for them. If we go to the stadium, I'm rooting for Uzi cola. and Corn. Cola. Cola's cola. A great, cola's a great Pretty name. Pretty great. Like, imagine, like, I got to pick an American word. I'm choosing fucking Cola. Cola. Like cola. Uh, some European nicknames. We got Wicked, Froggen. Uh, yellow Star. Yes, this is a Frenchman with Asian heritage. The yellow reference is on purpose by him. Racist. Uh, can- <laughs> Candy Panda. Chris- <laughs> and uh, Crystal Meth. 
Crystal meth, obviously ballsy, so funny. But like, yeah, I'm just gonna be a fucking crystal meth. Um, Candy Panda. Candy Panda. Candy Panda is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have some U.S. nicknames. We got Wild Turtle, Lust Boy, and Sneaky. You know what's funny is this reminds me of uh, the poker websites. Poker websites you can sit down with any name in the po- on the online poker community. Yeah. Oh right. And a lot of people like to choose like really like badass names, and I would always choose weird weak names. That like uh, it was like it was like me donkey or those kinds of things where like yeah. it would be like you know like come get me like come pour all over me because I was figuring right. like people think I'm weak or an idiot why wouldn't you go for that yeah when yeah, I play yeah. when I play on I don't uh, want to intimidate I want people to think they can beat me and I, got then I can full house poker them. full house poker on Xbox Live yeah let you choose a nickname mm-hmm. so you've already got your gamer tag right so it's not my name already I'm already right. Der Frogger oh by the way if anybody's Uh-oh. on Xbox Live Stalker Town Der Frogger send all me an invite if you like gonna fucking crash the I'm, internet I'm pretty fucking full of friends right now but I'll delete some to get some new people anyway uh, I, so tell them you're a scoop guys yeah. Yeah. D-Frogger. Yeah, D- no, Derfrogger. D-E-R-F-R-O-G-G-E-R, yeah. Uh, now D-Frogger's going to get all these with fans. Space. Yeah, D-Frogger's going to get crazy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they, you let you choose a nickname, and I would always go with the Cupcake. Nice. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Cupcake's a great example. To be like, yeah, come at me. Yeah. I'm nerfy. <laughs> and then I'd hold my own. First Time was another one I would put. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then we have the number one nickname for all the scoops. Balls, <laughs> which frequently gets chanted by the crowd during the events. Yeah. Oh, I'm so in. You you dig I it, would, man. You if dig I could it sit the around most. And have a beer and chant balls with I 40, tell you what, people. Yeah. That's a win. I'm just in. I'm, I'm interested in how what you would think of Evo. I want to try and get you out to Evo this year because it's always in Vegas. I go every year I can for a little while. Okay. I usually end up going home and watching the finals online because it goes till like two in the morning. Sure. But. Well, not, no, no, they're, they're pretty good about their Sunday night going to about eight or nine, but it's really. We don't cool. have to plan it now. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. Oh, Keep doing again. what you do. <laughs> Fuck you in your motherfucking face <laughs> at some guy on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, but then maybe, you know, I don't know what my wife's work schedule is yet. <laughs> Let me see if I can get that day. Uh, let's see if I can get that day. Uh, <laughs> What's your favorite sandwich? You going to pack a lunch? Um, <laughs> is that all the scoop mail for the... Uh, we got a couple more. Do you want to do some more? We got some long ones here. Do one more. Do one more. All right. We'll on. We got one here from Ryan. Dear so much scoop out. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to pull up on it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, from Ryan, dear Jacob and the other guys, you might be surprised to learn that I live in Indiana and listen to your podcast. You might be surprised to learn you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a surprise because Paul doesn't believe that we have the technology to listen to podcasts in Indiana. <laughs> this I have is nothing to prove that you are not connected to a string right now. <laughs> This String is blatant a, a bigotry. He also he could be the one. He could be the one with yeah, the internet. The one guy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they got him. <laughs> I love He's that. I love that I've become the Indiana you hater. You've become an it's Indiana pretty hater. Pretty funny. Uh, this <laughs> uh, Indiana is not the backward hick state portrayed in popular culture. Well, Paul and Spike Lee would disagree. <laughs> yes, the state assembly once came close to passing a bill that would have defined pie as three point two. <laughs> And yes, the writer of the state song, <laughs> interpreted so brilliantly by Paul, had a brother who married his cousin, possibly while he was still married to his first wife. 
<laughs> and yes, the KKK basically ran the state in the early 1920s. I love this scoop mail. 30% of the white men in the state were members, this including over half of the state legislature and the governor. Every other Indiana listener right now is like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> You're spilling the beans. You're spilling our Indiana beans. But we are much, much more advanced than our neighbors to this than our... Okay, you fucked yourself here because you mistyped <laughs> this sentence. <laughs> I'm going to read the sentence as he typed it. Go for it. But we are much more advanced than our neighbors to the south. Instead of our, he put our. Oh. Uh, wow. Where they think pie is what's for dessert. They marry their sisters, and the Imperial Clans of America's headquarters is located. Kentucky has... Kentucky even has a K right there in the name. Based on all this damning information, I propose a truce. From now on, I will abstain from Kentucky bashing if Paul abstains from Indiana bashing. I believe believe we should gang up on a state that really deserves this, like New Jersey. I fucking hate you. Sincerely fucking you (laughs) in your face on the banks of the Wabash far away. Ryan. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ryan. First of all, there will be no truce. <laughs> Second of all, I moved out of Kentucky. I'll bash Kentucky just as quick <laughs> as I'll bash Indiana. I have no allegiance to the to the bluegrass state. I enjoy it from time to time, but it's a crazy mess, and I got the fuck out of there. Um, but also, uh, I will. I'll say there's no truce. But I'll give you a day or two in light of the tragedy that just happened in Indiana. Did you hear about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really bad. A uh, helicopter crash. Yeah. It was really awful. Uh, but the poor pilot, you know, he was a little cold, turned off the fan. So it's understandable. <laughs> These Indianans. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. No truce. Now I want to know: Does Ryan? Does Ryan know I'm from New Jersey? And he threw in that curveball at the end. Of course because, he did. Yeah, no, because yeah, there's so. some. There's people who have made fun of New Jersey. Like just out of just it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just the one just to make do fun it. of. And then I go no, like, he knows you're from Jersey. Okay, well then, fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> not not in the face because that's become a term of affection here at the scoops. But he said it affectionately. He had a little bit of love in there. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> just so bruised and battered. <laughs> when you cut me open, I bleed Springsteen. <laughs> it's true. I've seen it. It's so gross. It's just cut up jeans. <laughs> Me and Danny DeVito are going to kick your ass. <laughs> All right. We are way deep in this episode, huh? Oh, yeah. We're, we're an hour 20 in. Oh, fuck. You want to do a quick jock versus nerd? We have a guest jock versus nerd today. Should we? Oh, wait. Should, do you think we have time to get that all in? It's Let's a quickie. It. Okay. Let's Here we it. go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Uh, today we have a guest jock versus explosion. explosion. Oh, sorry, Jesus, man! Jesus. What, what did you first day on the explosion. job? What are you from Indiana? Uh. <laughs> no truce. <laughs> Just now you got me. I'm finally, now, now you got me all riled up. Oh, oh, welcome, welcome Chicken. to the fight. You don't want Jersey people on your ass. <laughs> they will literally fuck you in the ass. Oh, I will fist pump you. I will fucking this. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Yep. I will fist pump your one tooth out of your mouth. <laughs> You're being generous with that one tooth. 
<laughs> if he's been if he's been in Indiana his whole life, that's giving him a mile. <laughs> what with all the tree biting they do? <laughs> that's, that's a Saturday night to make room for their cornfield. Yeah, let's go out tree biting. <laughs> hey, what y'all doing tonight? I'm going tree biting. All right, I'll join you. Mmm, that's some good tree. Did you lose a tooth? I lost two. Way to go, you win. <laughs> Mama, sister, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? Just a fart? Yeah, don't make tree. Don't make tree, whatever you do. We've been biting all diet. So we have a guest uh, guest jock versus nerd. I'm just going to move on. We With have a podcast guest- in Indiana. <laughs> we have a guest jock versus nerd here today from Troy. And he is with the, uh, let me make sure I have this, the Forever Fan Podcast. So I, there's a TV show, I think it's on ABC, called oh, yes. Forever. Yeah. And uh, these are these guys are the fan podcast. It's uh, Troy and his wife, I believe. So right. uh, here they go. So if I thought this uh, was dedicated to Dat Fan, the comedian. No, no. no. <laughs> if, so if, if, if you watch the show on ABC, then uh, go ahead and check out these guys' podcasts. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, this is Troy from ForeverFanPodcast.com. And this is Della from ForeverFanPodcast.com. Over there, we talk about ABC's show Forever and get behind the scenes and detailed information and create a community for fans of the show Forever. I am a scoop, you know, but I'm I'm not really a jock. So I've got a a softball jock question for you. (laughs) He's reading, right? I don't it, know. It, it there was, sounds like there's kind of awkward canes there. I was like, he has to be reading, I think. I don't know. And I am a scoop. I love that. I well, love he's probably that, like pulling up his question or something. I love that the show is dedicated to the show called Forever. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to be a fan forever? Forever. <laughs> a forever fan. Forever, forever fan. Forever. It's, they should call it FFFF. Right. Well, if you start this podcast, that's a big commitment. Yeah. What's your show called? Forever fan. <gasps> Oh my god! You guys are <laughs> you guys <laughs> fucking locked in. Um, I'm just gonna assume the girl's hot. She just sounds hot. I'm gonna say she's hot. I'm we'll go with hot. Yeah, nest. Della. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> Get with that nest. Get that nest. Get that nest. Bite that tree. All right. <laughs> they're well, not from Indiana. <laughs> or at least, or, we don't I, don't, I don't know if they're you not don't from Indiana. Know. Paul Sigley wants to do that on a date. That's why <laughs> yeah. he's jealous. I, when he spoke, it sounded like the, 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 the vowels were coming up over teeth. So I'm going to say he's not from Indiana. Paul would pick up a girl. <laughs> like, you want to bite some trees? He'd be like, what? Like, nothing. I'm just kidding. Let's go see a movie. Name <laughs> three sports that don't have balls. Name three sports that don't have balls. This is the question for me. That's the jock yes. question. The jock question to Paul. All right. And they didn't send us answers, so uh, we're just going to figure this. We're going to figure this thing out. All right. Now these have to be like team sports that don't involve balls. Sure. NASCAR. Oh, sure. Okay. I will say that I'll, I'll count that. That does not have a ball. Is there, and there's a team involved. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, another sport. Esports. I don't know if that's Moba. where he's going on this. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Okay. Um, I know he's looking for like what doesn't use a ball. Oh, golf doesn't. Oh, no. Yeah, there's they a don't golf. Use golf <laughs> balls and <laughs> golf. <laughs> Paul's right. No golf balls and golf. Oh, <laughs> basket. Oh, uh, volleyball. Oh, oh boy. These are all hard. <laughs> Was it, uh, um, oh, uh, nope. Oh. Right now, every every Canadian hates your guts right now. That's true. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Hockey. 
Oh yeah, they also hate your guts ball. because you weren't mentioning hockey. I wasn't mentioning <laughs> hockey. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, they hate me just just out of principle. Um, they hate you because you're American. So we got hockey. Yeah, we got NASCAR. Yeah, and we got to get one more sport. I was thinking like lacrosse played with bow and arrow, but that's not real. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I can't stop thinking about it. I can't it. stop thinking about it now. Now I'm just like, oh, lacrosse play with bow and arrow. I'll be gold, like, I mean, th- people watch the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> be fucking scary. Everybody on the field is an archer. Yeah. Like, ah! Uh, I wonder if he counts competitive double dutch because I could watch that all day long. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Double dutch does not involve balls, usually. Um, oh, curling. Curling hey. does not involve that involves stones, rocks. There you go. Rocks. That guy goes with frozen Curling's shit. I guess. Good. Yeah. Winter Olympics doesn't have any. Yeah, because air, air air is not a reliable thing within the. Yeah. You, you know, don't have you pump something up and it gets cold out. No it's inflated still, shit. Oh, I remember trying to play basketball as a kid in Jersey when it got cold out. And you just butt, butt ting, ball, ball, just like you get two bounces. And yeah, it just done. wouldn't come back up to your hand. <laughs> um, good. We'll go with those, and we'll assume we're correct. Yeah. Next. I am not a nerd. But I had a nerd feed me this question. Feed me. Name three superheroes that do not have superpowers. Okay. Punisher? Yes. Oh. Batman? Yes. Um, Aquaman, because who, who the fuck can't hold their breath? <laughs> <laughs> You're very close. Um, they go back to uh, the, the Marvel equivalent of Batman, basically. Who's the, oh, Daredevil. Who's the rich guy who bought all this shit? Oh, Iron Man. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, th- I think Daredevil's one too, isn't he? Dude, he can see with his blindness. But isn't that a device that he can see with his blindness? He got hit with radioactive shit in the eyes. Really? Oh. Yeah. I'm only basing this off the Ben Affleck movie. Which, if you haven't watched it, it's a must-see. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a real gem. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has, like, its powers. It's He can oh. see. He yeah. can't see. He can like echolocate. He's yeah, like I, a, I thought he, I thought he could echolocate based on his costume, but it's it's. Uh, it's oh uh, no, I think it's it's, it's, an, it's an actual thing. Oh, okay. um, and he also has no fear. He I remember wa- his fear. That's true. I remember watching. Uh, <laughs> he has excellent self control. So that is his superpower. That is, it really is. It Him and every is. hillbilly with a truck have, <laughs> have superpowers. No fear. Let's just go. Come um, on, them trees is waiting for our biting. <laughs> There's a whole forest out there. I'm hungry for some tree biting. I, uh... Mm-mm-mm. Nom, nom, nom. That's some regular old pine right there. <laughs> mm. People like to argue that Batman has super intelligence, right? That's the well, whole Well, same deal. thing with Tony Stark. Yeah. They're both engineers. Yeah. But... They're not, but, not, but not in a super way. It's not anything that they gain through... Yeah. Uh, means is that his dad was a genius he's a genius yeah he's a genius but well we fucking knocked that shit out forever fan we nailed it Boom. thanks forever fan here's a little tag for him go ready we're out of here explosion, explosion. <laughs> <laughs> nice thank you thank you so much and uh There's some definite scoops there thank you yeah, guys thank oh you yeah guys. we appreciate it and they uh they, they sent an email along with it here and they've asked a favor of us and so I, I think we can probably accomplish this favor right now on the air 
That's easier for you. That's true. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Uh, so they, they'd like us to do a little a little tag, a little intro for their podcast that they can play at the at the beginning of their podcast. Let's have Jacob do it all. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, <go ahead. laughs> so uh, you want you guys want to do a quick it's, intro for the it's Forever Fan Podcast? Forever Fan Podcast. Forever okay. Fan Podcast. Three, two, one. Hey, this is Matt Donnelly. This is Paul Mattingly. And you're listening to... The Forever Fan Podcast. Uh, keep listening. Because you have to. Forever. Do <laughs> 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 uh, you want to do another take on that? No, let's do a couple okay, takes here on we this. Go. Let's, let's make this, let's make this uh, uh, This is Dat Monnelly. This is Hot Gladdingby. <laughs> and you're listening to... The Forever Podcast. Forever Fan Podcast. That's right. That's what I said before. No, that's not what you said. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, so there's two. I'm going to say, yeah. I think you've got gold already. I, I think you can, silver two, or gold, whatever you want to go with. Through, like, we probably have what we need in the can, but yeah, let's go let's, ahead. Let's try another one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third for safety. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is Matt from Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. This is Paul from that same show that he just mentioned. <laughs> You're listening to the Forever Fan Podcast. Forever Fan. Don't ever stop listening because it's forever. Yeah. You and me, I'm friends with you because you like this podcast, so we're FFFF. FFFF. Right in the nest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that's good. Unless you want one with us doing uh, Cockney accents. Let's do that. Okay. Just for safety. Uh, this is Matt from Matt and Manny's Ice Cream Social. Yeah, right. What are you doing not listening to Forever Fan Podcast? Why are you listening to us now? Oh, fuck you in the face, Paul Matt and Lee. Fuck you in the face, Nest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, we should do one where we sound. One of us sounds like a a, a Jawa, and the other one sounds like a Wookie. Okay, I'll can take you? the Wookie because I think I know what that sounds. All like. right, I can try Jawa. Let's okay. go. Okay. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's a fuck the same for a Wookie. What the fuck is that? A Wookie. I was thinking of Ewok. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you got it. You nailed Ewok. <laughs> All right, Wookiee, I got this. You're Jawa? You got it? I'm okay. Jawa, you're Wookiee. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. This is Matt from Ice Cream Social. Oh, Paul. Forever fan. Kissed. Oh, Fontini. Forever fan. That's money right there. You got to run that one. You got to run that one. Gold. You got to run that one. (laughs) Forever fan podcast. Hmm. Um, Let's try one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, where you're, uh, you're the naked cowboy in Times Square. Sure. And I'm, a, I'm a, an Italian tourist who doesn't know where anything Coming is. Coming up to see me. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, everybody should be listening to the Forever Fan Podcast. Pardon me to Paul Mattingly? Uh, yeah, that's me. I'm the naked cowboy telling you to listen to the Forever Fan Podcast. Uh, where is it, Paul Mattingly? You know what, pal? You Matt, keep, D- Matt Donnelly? You better shut your mouth. Ice cream sauce? Shut up. Says he listened to Farrah. Punch. Oh. Punch. Oh. Here's a dollar. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's going right in my dirty, filthy pair of underwear that I wear every day. <laughs> I'm so gross. I'm so gross. I got to be pushing 50. Cool. That one, They got to use that one. They got to use that one. It's <laughs> gold. <laughs> that's a bag right, of gold right. we just dropped on. So one last one. <laughs> You're the captain of the deadliest catch boat. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, how drunk am I? 
the drunkest. Okay, good. Okay. The drunkest, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and uh, I'll be a, a a a fish that got caught in one of your uh, in, crab nets. Yes, accidentally. Yeah, and like, oh man. And yeah. we're plugging the Forever Fan podcast. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three a.m. Lazy green uh, green ears are asleep. <laughs> Who's this little fella? Oh, hey, little fishy. You watch the show forever on ABC? I never miss it. <laughs> you kind of sound like Paul Mattingly. You kind of sound like Matt Donnelly. And we're we're telling you to listen to the Forever Fan podcast. Forever Fan. For- I also have another podcast I'd like to plug. Forever with- Fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> plug it fast. It's my... It's my- <laughs> Why do I have to plug it fast? <laughs> I'm about to fuck you and your sexy mouth, you dirty fish. My dreams come true. De- deadliest catch, more like sexiest catch. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to sexiest catch the gonorrhea, I bet. <laughs> you filthy old sea dog. Nothing these pills I have in my pocket won't clear up. Don't worry. Oh, Forever fan podcast. I never leave shore without six months of penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to use that one. You got to use that one. That's the one. I did not know you could measure penicillin by the month. <laughs> sea captains do. <laughs> sea, sea captains do. Amazing. Guy does. <laughs> I think that'll just about do it for this episode of the Ice Cream Social. I want to thank Jacob, our audio guy. <laughs> I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. I want to thank Ace Months for doing his illustrations. Oh, we just got it. Um, uh, my man Ryer. I'm trying to, I don't, Apple Dorn. I have no idea if I'm saying his name right. <laughs> he's been doing a lot of Photoshop stuff, so we added him to the Hey Scoops Facebook page as awesome. well. Awesome, nice. So oh yeah, he, he's come up with some awesome stuff. He's got some great, great, uh, really funny. Photoshop stuff going up on our Facebook page. Oh. Um, I want to thank Tony Longworth, our music bitch, as always. Thank you, Tony. Yep. Uh, I want to thank Nick for our Jock versus Nerd theme. Fantastic stuff. And uh, I want to thank uh, the Forever Fan Podcast for running it for Jock versus Nerd. Thanks, guys. That was and great. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you are so. <laughs> That's a gift that's going to keep on giving. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we have another another great episode coming up uh, for you. A couple of fun updates on on um, uh, Alibi. I got to talk about the next episode. I got to talk about Alibi in the next episode. Right. As well as uh, some people wrote in with some cart puns. I got to try to track some, some of those down from <laughs> last episode. Um, so please tune to the next episode of Ice Cream Social. And thanks for listening to this one. You can follow Paul Mattingly at the famous Paul on Twitter. You can follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. And uh, you can follow the whole show at Hey Scoops, at Hey Scoops, and check out our Facebook page, or check out mattmally.com, where there's an email template on the front page. You can send in scoop mail. We'll do our best to answer it, even if you hate Jersey and you're from Indiana. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, stay away from sea captains. <laughs> Oh, uh, a quick update. Uh, Penny Pivot's uh, fund, uh, crowdfunder totally funded. Kickstarter complete. Hey. Go for the stretch goals. Stretch that nest. Oh. <laughs>
Why is that the closer? That's not a button. Huh? That's a filthy button. <laughs> oh, gross. I made it even grosser. Right in the nest. The filthy button in the nest. 